This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, just uh, speaking of email, you can uh, email me, rob at newstalk770.com. Had a listener send in uh, quite a remarkable picture today of a, of a Grey Jay, or Whiskey Jack, as a lot of people call them. It says, here's a Whiskey Jack eating off my plate at a Lake Louise tea shop. And I'm assuming the individual is still sitting in his chair. Uh, it's a very close-up picture. And apparently these, these Grey Jays, they, they sound like friendly birds. Now, up until today, I hadn't really heard of a Grey Jay, and I suspect a lot of you are maybe in the same boat. But now today, we've all heard of it because it's now suddenly our national bird. Well, sort of. The government hasn't declared it to be our national bird, but the Royal Canadian Geographic Society has. Now, they did a survey, the folks, to see what, what bird people would want to make the national bird. The loon was there. Uh, the snowy owl was there. I voted for Birdie McBirdface, but you know, that didn't win. So I, I think the Grey Jay was up there. wasn't number one, but the Royal Canadian Geographic Society uh, says there's a lot to like about this bird. Well, let's talk to a bird expert, find out a bit more about the Whiskey Jack. Chris Fisher is a professional biologist. He's the best-selling author of Birds of Alberta. Chris, great to have you back with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for the invitation, Rob. All right. Well, I mean, do we need a, a national bird, and is this a good choice for one? Well, um, yeah, I think we kind of do need a national bird. Symbols are very important, and uh, we certainly have mammals as symbols, you know, things like beavers. And the maple leaf is a fine symbol for us as well. And you look internationally, well, our neighbors to the south, bald eagles, as a uh, national bird. Uh, Argentina has the Condor's national bird. New Zealand has the kiwi. So gone on and on. This is uh, a fairly common thing when you look around the world. And, uh, you know... For me, for my money, for my boats, the Grey Jay makes a spectacular choice for a national bird of Canada. It's funny because uh, in media circles, at least in print media, people are kind of freaking out because is it uh, G-R-A-Y, G-R-E-Y? Do we spell whiskey with an E, not with an E? <laughs> We're trying to figure out what we call this bird and, and how we spell it. But what, why does it have different names? Well, uh, on the spelling things, uh, there are, you know, there's organizations that establish you know, the proper English name and the proper Latin name of these birds. And it's called, the organization in North America is called the American Ornithological Union, and they're based out of the state. So the spelling that they would choose would be G-R-A-Y for the official name of the bird, even though its color is G-R-E-Y when you speak about it in Canada. So, yeah, I understand the Canadian press is having a little bit of a head-scratcher having, having to deal with this, and, of course, with the spelling of whiskey as well. The whiskey jack is not an official word um, or official name, so with that one, the Canadian press can spell it whatever <laughs> yeah. way they want. All right, so do you go with whiskey jack or do you go with gray jay? I typically go with Grey Jay, but uh, Whiskey Jack is a, I mean, these are just fun, cool, friendly birds. So just like the fun, cool, friendly guy in high school who's got all the nicknames, this bird's got a bunch of nicknames. <laughs> well, as far as Whiskey yeah. Jack goes, I mean, that's that's a pretty cool nickname. Yeah, it is a pretty cool nickname. Um, unfortunately, the derivation is it has nothing to do with alcohol spirits or <laughs> liquor. It, in fact, is a derivation of a Cree word for this bird. Uh, um, and, you know, more common in use in central Canada. 
uh, where it's quite commonly used. But I think that's kind of a neat thing as well because it, it ties into a little bit of our First Nations heritage with the, the, the second most common name that this bird goes by. It's also goes by Canvajay and Camp Robber and a whole bunch of others because they are so friendly. And when you do get out into the bush, uh, wherever you are in Canada, you're likely to run across one of these. All right. So th- this is a bird that's, I, I guess, technically, uh, you know, in, in the crow family, as it were. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, the crow um, jay family. So other birds within that family that we'd be familiar with here in Calgary or Alberta would be obviously ravens and crows, but also blue jays. And, of course, the magpie, which is um, perhaps the most conspicuous one. Gray jay isn't nearly as conspicuous. It's not found really in uh, either of our two big cities here in Alberta, but just outside Calgary, you know, when you drive out to Banff and you start getting into the pine trees, uh, just past Morley, you know, we're in that Kananaskis area, that's where they're found. And really one of the great reasons why this was selected is that that type of forest is the Canadian forest, it's the Hudson forest, it's the boreal forest. It really spans the entire nation. It is represented in every single province and territory, and the bird is found in every single province and territory. Right, so truly national, then. (laughs) A pan-Canadian species, as it were. Yeah, and it does, you know, when you think of Canada, the wilds of Canada, you are thinking about pine trees and spruce trees and paper birch trees, and that's where this bird makes its home. Some of the most spectacular landscapes, whether you're talking about northern Ontario and, you know, those Tom Thompson sort of paintings, or (laughs) Lake Louise, where it is one of the most conspicuous birds and very bold and very commonly um, uh, found, just as your emailer described. Well, yeah, it's, it's quite a remarkable picture. So the, it sounds like these birds really—I don't know if you'd call it friendly—but they, you know, they—they they don't seem to mind us. So yeah, much. friendly is a—you know—it's it's a fine, fine use of the word. I tend to like to describe them as curious, and curiosity is, you know, a very compelling trait. So while we are looking for symbols to represent ourselves to the world. Uh, choosing a bird that is innately curious is a, a fine thing to, to share with the world. And the reason they are curious is they're year-round residents, so they eke it out, you know, in the harshest conditions that this country can unfold. And the, the lack of fear or curiosity really enables them to be much more adaptable. So they'll check out anything new in the landscape um, so that that may provide a feeding opportunity in the middle of winter, there's not a lot to fear. Their biggest source of uh, danger is the climate. There's not a lot of predators that are going to take them out. So to be curious and to investigate every new thing that they have on the landscape is really one of the traits that allow them to succeed and survive in an otherwise very harsh yet beautiful landscape. So these are intelligent birds, though, is what you're saying. Well, absolutely. Uh, the crow family is amongst the most intelligent birds, and this one would be white very near to the top. Uh, if you look at, you know, some scientific things as the brain-to-body mass ratio, uh, this bird would have a very similar ratio to to that, to uh, chimpanzees and, and, and dolphins and even humans. Uh, but if you kind of look at their behaviors, they will store things, they'll cache things all winter long. So they have to have a great memory because they'll pick up little bits of food, whether it's off someone's plate at the Chateau Lake Louise or, you know, a wolf killed moose. 
Uh, they'll pick up little bits of uh, food. They'll mix it with their saliva. They've got quite large salivary glands, and it's kind of a sticky, gooey saliva that coats the food item to preserve it a little bit and so that it can stick into trees or bushes or into rock crevices. But they have to remember where these thousands of items are, often buried in the snow. So these birds have a great ability to retain where these food items disappear to. All right, so if I want to go and meet one of these birds, uh, my best bet is probably uh, just drive west for a couple hours. Well, that's right. Not even that far, Rob. You know, you, you as soon as you start getting into the foothills, you'll start crossing over to them. And many of your listeners, because uh, Calgarians are such avid campers, particularly in the West Country and the North Country, will be very familiar. Again, because these birds are curious, so they'll come into our campsites. They're regular visitor at every single campsite in Kananaskis country or Banff or down in Waterton or Jasper, but even further to the north as well, north of Edmonton, kind of in that boreal uh, forest land up there through all the way up to Wood Buffalo National Park. And of course, in some of the most iconic landscapes in Eastern Canada, places like Algonquin Park, this is the charismatic bird of Algonquin. All right. Well, Chris, we'll leave it there again. The book is uh, Birds of Alberta. Uh, thanks for the insight. Appreciate you joining us here. My pleasure as always, Rob. Take Bye care. For now. All right. Chris Fisher, uh, biologist, uh, author of the bestseller Birds of Alberta. Uh, this is crazy. I had a listener, Cody, uh, send us uh, a video via Facebook. Uh, and at first, it, it just looked like a picture of someone sitting there and like taking a, a selfie of a granola bar. <laughs> but yeah, it's a video of a gray jay at Mount Washington, uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, so uh, Cody, I assume it is, is uh, sitting there holding the camera in one hand and holding a, an unwrapped granola bar or some kind of snack bar in his uh, left hand. And uh, yeah, sure enough, here comes the gray jay, swoops in, lands on his hand, takes a bite, flies off, comes back, has a little more. Quite something. Appreciate that. All right, 403-974-8255. You want to talk birds? We're here for you. Phone lines are open. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.